0: Listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone,
1: Ricardo Gonsalves here. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of December 2020. This is SBS on the Money from the SBS newsroom, your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, a flat result for the Australian share market despite a stellar GDP result. The Australian economy expanded 3.3% in the September quarter and that means the economy is out of a technical recession. But year on year, it's still 4% weaker. So for more, I spoke earlier with Jo Masters. She is the chief economist of EY Oceania. Jo, just how excited should we be about these numbers?
2: I think we should be relieved that the economy is no longer contracting but we do need to see this 3.3% growth in the September quarter in the context of the 7% fall that we saw in the June quarter. To put it in perspective, the economy is still 4% smaller than it was at the end of 2019.
1: Okay, still that 3.3% rise for the quarter was better than expected, even when Victoria was on shutdown. Why that surprise?
2: So what we've learned is that as we ease restrictions and open our domestic borders, we get an almost immediate improvement in economic activity. So what the data has shown us is that conditions in Victoria were still very weak. But outside of that, across the country, we've seen an improvement in economic activity, particularly led by households who weren't able to get out and spend in the June quarter, have now taken advantage of easier restrictions to get out and spend some money.
1: So if this is a consumer-led recovery, how much of that recovery is all about government stimulus?
2: So government is absolutely supporting the economy, uh, both through JobKeeper, so people maintaining that employment and earning that income, but also directly into the household sector. So we've actually seen household income rise compared to a year ago, which is unusual in a recession. And it's that rise in income that's allowed households to continue to go out and spend. So we do need to be conscious that the government support for the economy is still very significant.
1: Okay, so what happens when that stimulus is taken away?
2: So that remains a key question. I think it's less of a risk than it was three or four months ago because we've seen such strong uh, growth in jobs and also in hours worked by Australians. So the balance is you want to get Australians back into employment, working their normal number of hours and then pull back on that government support. At the moment, that balancing act seems to be going okay, but it does rely on ongoing jobs growth.
1: Speaking of jobs growth, when we see this uh, GDP number at 3.3%, how do you balance it out? Because even though we're out of a technical recession, some people will still be feeling it, especially when we see where the jobless rate is going.
2: Absolutely, and that's really important. I think it's important to remember that people don't feel a recession through GDP data. They typically feel it through the jobs market. So we still have very high unemployment It's likely even to get above the 7% that we saw in October. And that's because even though we've had a jump in economic activity, the economy isn't operating at full capacity. There's still plenty of people applying for any given job. So we're not generating much wage growth. And that is going to be a challenge.
1: Okay, speaking of wages, uh, consumers are still saving $1 in every five. So what does that really say about the way they're feeling now? And what about the potential to spend that money in the future?
2: So I think that was one of the surprises in this uh, data that the household savings rate has remained so high. Uh, Partly that reflects the fact that government support has kept household income very, very high and that in Victoria you still couldn't get out and spend, uh, particularly on services, things like restaurants and cinemas and the like. Look, The Economist hopes that we take that build up of savings and that households spend that over the next couple of quarters, even though the labour market may remain a little bit weak. But of course, if we're feeling nervous about job security, then we're likely to keep hold of that savings and that will slow the economic recovery process down.
1: I think one of the things too is that uh, that's different about Australia compared to the rest of the world is that part of our economic growth comes from migrants, people moving to Australia. So with borders shut and still shut for the foreseeable future internationally anyway, how's that going to impact growth going forward?
2: So we have absolutely seen that impact. It comes through in a couple of ways. Uh, First of all, we've seen obviously no tourism, so that's really important, but also from immigration. Uh, To put it in perspective, when we look at the population growth forecasts, they're expected to be the slowest pace of population growth in over 100 years. That translates into about 200 less 200,000 less dwellings that we're going to need uh, here in Australia. So it impacts residential construction and it impacts spending uh, in supermarkets, in shops and at restaurants and cafes and the like. The question for me, though, is when and how can we open our international borders? And of course, a vaccine is game changing in that outlook And I think that once we do globally start to get people moving around, Australia remains a very desirable uh, destination for tourists and for permanent migrants. So it's a bump in the road that will slow down the recovery process. But longer term, I still see it as a support for the Australian economy.
1: Joe Masters there from EY. Now to the Australian share market, which did finish flat, the S&P ASX 200, uh, up by 0.03%, or 1.7.6,500 and 90.2 that's despite a record high in new york for both the technology-based nasdaq and the s&p 500 here uh, higher iron ore prices helped the likes of bhp which added two percent but healthcare and tech stocks finished lower for more on the day's action i spoke earlier with tms capitals ben clark ben the market lost ground today and even more so after the gdp numbers were released why
0: Look, the GDP print um, has seen um, long dated bond yields kick up somewhat, so the bond market's pricing in that interest rate rises might happen a little bit earlier or a little bit faster than we were previously expecting, and that's created a bit of drag on equity market pricing. Overseas, though, we saw
1: the S&P 500 in New York and the Nasdaq hit fresh record highs. What's driving that in the US? Why are those indexes reaching those records? And why are we in Australia still playing catch-up? Because
0: we're still uh, a little bit off those highs. Yeah, in the the US in the last 24 hours, we've seen two massive M&A deals announced. Salesforce buying Slack and S&P Global buying IHS Market. the combined value is around 100 billion Australian dollars. So I think there's an M&A fever is really driving the American market at the moment. And uh, which sectors are you liking locally at the moment? Yeah, look, we, we like the infrastructure stocks that we think will benefit from a reopening and sort of a normalisation of behaviours. So things like the airports and the toll roads and also some of the technology stocks that we think have been sold off to fund this rotation into the so-called vax trade um, where we feel the fundamentals have actually improved since january
1: finally the, the council of financial regulators says it's keeping an eye on the way the asx is functioning and it follow it follows that recent outage it saw do those sorts of outages affect you or worry you as a trader
0: They don't really worry us too much. Outages around the world actually occur more often than you think they probably should or, you know, that they do. Um, And the ASX was pushing through a major system upgrade on the day that this one occurred. So hopefully it's a bit of a one-off and we won't see something like that happen again for a while. Ben Clark there from TMS Capital. That is SBS On The Money for this
1: Wednesday, the 2nd of December 2020. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BusinessRicardo.